so very interesting. Snugs, snuggle bottoms. <laughs> Hello, my friends. Andy and Hedy coming to you live uh, from Yorba Linda, California for LFD, Loving Fearless Devotional. <laughs> Part of the ministry of resurrectministry.com, where we are harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel to every corner of the earth. That's our ultimate goal for those that have no access to the gospel because they don't have churches or if some people are just um, afraid to approach a church or don't have any Christian friends. That was my story. So we provide you with Bible resources, pastors to listen to, books to read, um, our previous podcast episodes, articles I've written for the Christian Post, Andy's Fearless Man podcast. We hope that we could find, uh, that you could find something for everyone and actually even um, charities to support. Yes. That are doing cool stuff. So drop us a line if you have any suggestions of material to add or if you have a comment to make um, about anything that we do. Uh, we love to hear from you. And if you care to partner with us, you can click the donate now button. And finally, like, share, subscribe, click the bell to get our notifications because we don't go on at a regular time all the time. So um, that will alert you to when we're on so that you could join us in a live conversation. And those of you that are on the podcast, we ask that you share that um, link as well. Wow. That was good. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I am so full from our amazing food that we had. <laughs> Oceans and Earth is a great restaurant here in your Belinda. Yes. Love that. Local. And they, they have a unique, I guess, kind of unique in, in, in that they don't um, serve anything with gluten. Nope. That's pretty cool. A gluten-free paradise. <laughs> But I'm so full. So if I fall asleep, you know, when you eat uh, Thanksgiving dinner and you get all sleepy or the men in the house usually get sleepy yeah. and they all fall asleep on the couch. The special uh, gift. No, it's a special <laughs> substance inside turkey meat. That oh, that. I yes. I trip to find yeah. trip to something like that. Yeah. That, that that stuff. All right. So hey, one more thing that you need to do is look down in the description and look for uh, something called LifeWise. That's our new sponsor. And you can either join us in the business as a founder, or you can just simply be a customer. Uh, these products, I'm really enjoying them. I've been able to stop drinking coffee, which has saved me hundreds of dollars a month. Yeah, It's crazy. So um, it is awesome. Uh, I did have about four or five days of headaches, though, it, as I was stopping my, my so coffee. Brave. It was uh, 24 hours of headache. <laughs> I'm down to one cup. I cut one cup. Out. You did. It's a, it's a huge savings. I really did look back on my apps that I use. Yes. And, and even on top of that, staying out of them <clears throat> with my children. Yes. Because uh, if I go, if I want a cup of coffee and I go with them, oh, it, I, I, it's, uh, it's 40 bucks. Yeah. Easily 40 <laughs> bucks. So I've saved hundreds. Thanks to LifeWise. Thank you, LifeWise, for uh, saving me um so much money. It's a bit amazing. So join me. It'd be fun to have you in my business with me as a fellow founder. All right. We're reading from Morning by Morning by uh, Charles Spurgeon. Hello, Lisa. And now you see the logo there? That's a LifeWise logo that Lisa Yay. has joined us in the business uh, as a founder. But hello, Lisa. Nice to see you. All right. Uh, morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon <clears throat> is our um, uh, April 27th is the date today. And our reference is Psalm 67 6 that says god even our own god shall bless us that's a really interesting way of saying it right you're gonna explain that later why it says that no oh i couldn't find an explanation 
other than this is foreshadowing the millennial kingdom and meaning it could also be because <clears throat> God was constantly punishing them for disobedience. So mm -hmm. in the millennial kingdom, they'll finally be rewarded. They will be God's people. He will be, his throne will be in Israel. That right. they're like God, even our God, like the one that was mad at us before now. Because they were following other gods, maybe yes, too. Because they were just disobedient constantly. Full of maybe. I have no idea if that's correct, but that's the only summation. I couldn't figure it out based on the commentaries we read real quick. So you want to hear what Charles has to say in this, sure. uh, in this devotional? All right. He says, it is strange how little we make use of the spiritual blessings God gives us. But even stranger now, even stranger how little we make use of God himself. Although he is our own God, we don't stay in continual contact with him and we ask him for very little. How seldom, seldom we seek counsel at the hands of the Lord. How often we simply go about our business without seeking his guidance. Even in our troubles, we constantly strive to bear our burdens ourselves instead of casting them upon the Lord so he may sustain us. This is not due to some prohibition against it. For the Lord himself suggests to us, in essence, I am yours, dear soul. Come and make use of me as you will. You may freely approach my spiritual storehouse, and the more often you come to come, the more welcome you will be. So it is our own fault if we do not partake in the riches of our God. Therefore, since you have such a friend and he invites you to come, why not receive from him daily? Never go without when you have a God to go to and never fear or, or faint when God is there to help you. Go to your treasure and take whatever you need. For he has more than you could even want. Learn the divine skill of allowing God to be all things to you. He can supply everything you need. Or better yet, he himself can be all you need. Oh, mm. I urge you then to make use of your God. Make use of him through prayer. Going to him often. For he is your God. O oh, believer, will you fail to use such great privilege? Flee to him. And tell him all your wants. Use him constantly by faith at all times. If some evil darkness has clouded your life, use your God as the sun. And if some strong enemy has attacked you, has attacked you, find your shield in Jehovah, for he is your shield and your son. If you have lost your way in the mazes of life, use him as your guide, for he will direct you. Whoever you may be and wherever you may be, remember, God is all you may ever want, is everywhere you need him to be, and can do everything you could ever want him to do. Whoever yes. you may be and wherever you may be, remember, God is all you may ever want, is everywhere you need him to be, and can do everything you could ever want him to do. Mm. He's That's a lot. No it matter who you are. Him, but it makes him sound a little bit like a like a genie. I don't know if I like that description. Really? I don't know. Because he asks us to, he actually tells us to take advantage of him in a sense. Spurgeon he, says that, but God doesn't say that. <laughs> it goes against your jackpot Jesus. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan really? of jackpot Jesus thing. Hmm. Sounds a little too prosperity gospelish for me. But yeah. parts I do like. Parts I do like. Um, mm. 
never go without when you have a God to go to and never fear or faint when God is there to help you. He has more than you could ever want. Yes, that I understand. But I urge you then to make use of your God using God. I don't know. It sounds so it's a little creepy to me. <laughs> I like this part. <laughs> How seldom we seek counsel at, the, counsel at the hands of the Lord. How often simply we go about our business without seeking his guidance. Even in our troubles, we constantly strive to bear our burdens ourselves instead of casting them upon the Lord. Yes. I yeah. get that. You don't think that has a connection to the other things? That you should go to him for everything. Yes. Advice. Yes. I'm troubled. Which I do. My car's not working. Yes. But then you expect them to do things in response to you going up. No. See, he says that he should be sufficient to satisfy all of our needs. Full stop. But then he says, yeah, and you should think this way because he'll do everything for you. No. He, he, you know what I mean? Like he adds that whole, he, it, the pursuit of him and his love alone should be sufficient. Not because you're going to get stuff. Well, I think of it as I did. You know, I, I quite often go to the time when I had COVID and I was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. it, it, uh, it was at a time that uh, we didn't quite know what COVID was. It was early on. <clears throat> and, the, and we were hearing about all these people croaking. Yeah. And, we, and you didn't believe that you were rallying on street corners that it was all fake. <laughs> No. Fake, fake. No, no, I was sicker because of what they did to me. Uh, yes. And they didn't allow me to take the treatments right. that I thought that would have actually helped me. Yes. So I was correct. Uh, it's you were correct that it was fake? I didn't say it was <laughs> fake. I never said it was fake. <laughs> there were solutions and they were saying, no, those the solutions are going to kill you. When in fact, those solutions would have been helpful. Because they well, were they later. Just chose different ones. They just chose the remdesivir instead of the. It, because it would kill you. <laughs> oh, you think they were trying to kill you? With yes. Remdesivir? Yes, Kaiser's tried to kill me a couple times. Yeah, I had that I, I believe. I, I, I've, uh, I've, uh, I've beat them. Yeah. Can I get to my point? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Please. But and that's why I want to say because we, there was so much that was unknown, and. I'm thankful that it happened at the time that it did because my faith had come around to being very strong at the time. Mm -hmm. So in listening to what he's saying here is that uh, as much as I would have not liked to feel as horrible as I did to the point where they thought I was not going to make it through the night mm -hmm. that I went to Jesus and, and asked for healing. I asked not to be so sick. But that 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 you know, I wasn't like I after I did that the next day I was a hundred percent. What what ended up happening is that instead of going, instead of being resentful for not being healed overnight or instantaneously, my 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 love for him got stronger because he said that I love you and uh, and I need you here to. Uh, for others to see the light in you while you're here in this place. And I need you to get closer to me while you're here. So my prayer was answered in other ways that my, my soul was saved, 
my soul was healed through that period of time, even though I wasn't physically being healed from the ailment that put me there. You hear what I'm saying? Does it mm -hmm. make any sense? I hear you, but it's not making sense. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes your prayer is not answered directly. So right. when I said, hey, I, you know, my car's broken, can you fix it? And, and God says, I have actually a better solution. Sure. I'm not going to fix your car. You're going to stay home and you're going to read two chapters of, of the Bible since you have nowhere to go. You know, there's other things that fall into place right. because you asked. If I wouldn't have asked, maybe I never would have heard what it was like, I was supposed no to. No doubt we're supposed to ask. Yes. But I just don't like the juxtaposition of the asking and the getting. That as if mm. just asking means that it's going to, all these things are going to drop in your lap. Um. And he doesn't do it repeatedly. There's just some parts of the mm -hmm. language that I just not a fan of. I hear you. I urge you then to make use of your God. Yes. He know that he's there. Be there. Don't forget that he's there. Yeah. Be, uh, it's like make use of a pair of pants. Put them on <laughs> before you go outside. But he's got a pair of pants. <laughs> I yes, adore yes. So, he is quote, my he is, is my armor. He is, is my my shield. Armor is dignified. Pants <laughs> is not. This is the quote from Spurgeon. It's his own quote. Yes. I am yours, dear soul. Come and make use of me as you will. You may freely approach my spiritual storehouse, and the more often you come, the more welcome you will be. And it's, maybe it's just a mood I'm in. It just sounds yeah. goofy to me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? Make sure and comment and let us know what your yes. thoughts are. Hi, on, uh, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Nice to see you. I get that ask and get what's best according to God, not what I think is best. Yeah. Mm. I like uh, I like when Spurgeon <laughs> has these deep, like, deep spiritual thoughts of our relationship with God. I guess when he simplifies them down to our basis needs. I'm not, um, I'm not as crazy about that language. Really? Yeah. Does he have another version that we could look at? Is that the only version? <laughs> <laughs> Can we look at NKJV? Uh, Maybe this is Jim's fault. <laughs> we got to ask Lisa. Yeah, let's see what I Jim. Think she has an original one. Let's see what Jim has to say. Uh, no, because Jim also translated, turned it into modern English. Oh. So it could have been his. He didn't do that good of a job because I struggle sometimes with the, the <laughs> right? words that he uses. Okay. So Jim says, indeed, our Lord is mm -hmm. a personal God who lavishes his riches on us. Mm -hmm. Yet, as we grow in him, maturing from newborn babies to seasoned saints, our requests of him should mature as well. Ah, see, Jim's not such a bad guy. I like that. Yeah. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven. Prayer we say often for the nation. Notice how he says, seek my face and not seek my hand. When mm. we seek his face, we seek to know him better. That's way better. See that? Yeah. But when we seek his hand, we seek only things he can give us. Like my kids. I, what would we I don't rather, think my kids have seen my face in years. <laughs> what would we rather have? The things of the world, 1 Corinthians 7, 31, or the love of the Father lavished on us, 1 John 3, 1. And God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Huh. Thank you, Jim. You've vindicated me. What's his prayer? Father, my prayer. 
Father, my prayer is that you would help me loosen my grasp on the meaningless things of this world and deepen my desire for you alone. Mm -hmm. Mic drop right there. That was good. That was, yeah, made me feel much better. <laughs> so glad. What are people saying online? Uh, let's see. Uh, Lisa says it's different than her book. Oh. No offense, but I always like my version better. <laughs> Maybe it's less edited. Is it more like authentically Spurgeon language? Um, let us know what the difference is. Mm. What I got from the reading was it's amazing how many kindness uh, Jesus has so much greater than all my sins and how foolish any of us can be not to turn to him every day in prayers and humility. Yes, absolutely. If, we, uh, yeah. if it's, and I find myself forgetting if we just put aside the differences in the language but the theme that general theme turning to jesus at every moment i absolutely um i find myself doing that all the time but what um something jack said last night in hebrews as he's going through hebrews i believe we've moved on to chapter seven finally i think so uh but it was the and he's titled it one and only but it is this concept of the sufficiency of God and the sufficiency of God's promises, meaning um, we don't need any further evidence of his goodness other than he keeps his promises. And that if you hold on to those promises, um, life gets uh, easier, better, however you want to describe it, that it is that nearness to Christ holding on to his, uh, God's promises that he's done throughout the centuries. And I mean, mm -hmm. you know, from the beginning of the old Testament, all the way through to the new Testament um, and everything that is yet to happen, that if we rest in that, um, that joy and contentment of the Lord will, um, will be far more prominent than anxiety, worry, and fear. Mm. But I still struggle with getting there. All right, then. Yeah. Should we see what the Bible has to say about this particular sure. subject? Uh, and oh. hi, Kate. Oh, hey, Kate. Nice to see you. We're having this little discussion about Spurgeon today. And so Lisa says, yes, hers is a little more like Spurgeon-esque. Hmm. Um, Lisa's saying, I heard Pastor Jack uh, wants to say, get around new believers because as we mature and we believe, we forget the basics that pure joy can be found. Something like that. Yes, yeah. he does say that. True. Absolutely. Hey, Jan French. Hi, Jan. Great to see you again. Yes. We saw you on Sunday. Yes. And, awesome. a, and, um, and her husband. Everybody at the, no, I was going to talk about the brownies. Oh, the brownies were amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, everybody was like, where did those brownies go, Jan? <laughs> so everybody was just like, I was like, the brownies were the first thing that went, folks. <laughs> so they were a huge hit. Yeah. If you have a home church, invite Jan. For brownies. Yeah, she great makes great brownies. And she's great company as well. So is her husband. He yes. makes me laugh. I love your husband, Jan. <laughs> I love your husband. He's so funny. Such a uh, such a wonderful spirit. I just love the seeing the two of them too. They're just yeah. like happy and love. Like, yeah, just like a, newlyweds. Right? Get Very a room. Cute. Okay, Cindy says. <laughs> it can be a struggle. 
I've, I've, yeah, I've it's, said it's, so many things yeah. since then. I can't remember which one we're talking about. <laughs> Sorry, Cindy. Sorry, Cindy. Always Cindy today has been ultimately better mixed with ultimate sweet. And I have been talking to God all day. You get the last part. Huh? She's been talking to God all day. Okay. That's all you need to know. <laughs> um, Did we do the Bible already? No. that was uh, We were going to do that. And then we got distracted by the okay. comments. Psalm 67, 6, then shall the earth yield her increase and God, even our own God, shall bless us. That's actually talking, referring to the millennial kingdom. So that's a prophecy. First uh, Peter 5, 7, <clears throat> casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. So I don't know about you guys, but I did not remember First Peter includes this cast your cares upon the Lord um, expression which we remember from I believe it's Matthew. So um, this reminded me of that. I feel like that's in a popular Christian song for some reason. It is, uh, okay. but it's not from First Peter. Oh, um, here I'll tell you. That's I'm trying to remember Bible. Cast cares or burdens. Yeah, or burdens. So yeah, so uh, Matthew eleven. Hmm. So that's generally the one that we um, that we refer to. Cast your cares upon me. I'm gentle. Take my yoke. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Ah, yeah. Um, Good catch. So uh, Deuteronomy 10, 21. He is your praise and he is your God who has done for you these great and awesome things which your eyes have seen testifying to all that God has done for us. You know that I've seen, have you seen those purple flowers that are, uh, as you're leaving the garage on your left, uh-huh. that in the at night, if you go there right now, they're all shriveled and like they're all closed like that. Really? Yeah. And you then the sun hits them. Shit. Oh yeah. Then the sun comes out. Whack. There's this bright, almost blinding purple. I know and it's I, a blinding purple, but I didn't know at night they God is, God is amazing. It, it, that, that's one of those sights like, which your eyes have seen. I, I see it in those flowers. That's amazing. I see it in your beautiful face, of course. Ooh. But I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. Yeah, but I see it in those flowers. It's it, it, they've just I've been transfixed the last couple of mornings going outside. Why didn't you tell me at night? I keep meaning to tell you. Yeah, go out there and look at them. They're all like closed up. Oh, wow. that happens a lot with flowers. I know people are thinking, well, you don't know that. Like, yes, but it's these flowers are so I'm going to take a picture and put it on Facebook. They're so spectacularly purple. Oh, no, the flowers are beautiful when yeah, they're open. They're gorgeous. But uh, that's right. I see. Okay. I see with my eyes. Romans 117, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to the last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Yes. Yes. Deuteronomy 33, 29, happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, the shield of your help and the sword of your majesty, your enemies shall submit to you and you shall tread down their high places. Yeah, prophetic. We looked in other versions uh, of that particular scripture because we're trying to figure out what high places meant, and yes. we got we got a couple different things. Well, yes, because they started saying that they were jumping on somebody's back. Yeah, and then, you shall jump on their back. Yeah, but when you look at it from <laughs> um, the strong blue letter Bible, the word um, 
uh, Bama, which is the word for high places, it says it's a high place, a mountain, um, a funeral mound, a ridge. So it is, it's not somebody's back. And according to all the different places it appears in the Bible, it is a a high mountain or so weird that they would get those two. That's they're distinctly different things, right? <laughs> Stomping on somebody's back, as one of them says, is different than. And a couple of them said that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even that uh, message version. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. I'd like to. I got. That's another question I have for Jack in the future when we interview him. You know we're going to be interviewing him, right? No. Okay. Uh, let's see. Anybody have anything to say? Always Cindy today. Oh, uh, cutest couple award. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was just looking at my shoulder. Look how broad my, it looks like I, so I have like shoulder pads on. Yeah, you did. Your shoulders look very broad today. I don't know where yeah, we went. Oh, when went, you were playing to the gym. with the dogs? Oh, yeah? Yeah. That happens. I turn into a different person. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that. Because part hurts. of working with a dog is showing command presence. Yes. I know. The same. <laughs> uh, like when I was picking up on you at the church? When my shoulders brought <laughs> No. You were doing the whole I'm in my shorts and flip-flops routine. <laughs> you didn't do the command presence routine. Oh, Okay. Even the night we went, the when you surprised me and took me to lunch to the Trump Resort. Oh, that day you did. Yeah, I was, was packing. Yeah, packing my packing heat. Did, you did that on purpose for me, huh? Because you I never did. did it since. I have, I did. I just don't didn't flaunt it. <laughs> I have on occasion. Depends on where we're going. Every so often, I'll have it with me. I just don't tell anybody. That's old old hat. But that one, I just wanted to make sure. I made sure and yeah, check out my check out my gun. <laughs> That's the way he at was the flirting. Trump, at the Trump Resort. Yeah. Our first date, our first real date yes. was at the Trump Resort. It's just so perfect. Right. I couldn't think of a better place to go. It was very nice. <laughs> it was awesome. And I'd never been there. I lived in LA for 50 years. I'd never been there. 30 years. And it was during COVID. It was open and yeah. it was pretty interesting. How did we, we get sidetracked on that? Back. Oh, cutest couple of work. <laughs> um so um Yesterday, I sent it to you. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but uh, Jack was at the um, Babylon B offices where he was getting interviewed by the oh, two. Oh, I thought you sent me the Liberty University. I did that one too, but that was like a week ago. Oh. Uh, a couple days ago or yesterday, I think it was actually. It was an interview um, at the Babylon, Babylon B. Babylon? Yeah, with the two guys that run it or own it or whatever, you, however you want to say it. Uh-huh. Uh, it it's actually really funny. And... Uh, it's, it's a little frustrating, but also it's it's good. You'll get frustrated watching it because they ask him questions and they talk over him when he's starting to answer. Uh-huh. And then the original question is never answered because they, it, it takes him it takes him off. And then he answers something else that's not related to the one question was about demons. Oh. Have you seen them? And he starts to answer and then they talk over him, which then they get on some other subject. And then later on, I don't know if it's a brother or if it's a partner, he says, uh, I never got my answer about the demons. And and then it, it, it seems like they're going to either. And then they don't answer it. Oh. So they never answered that question. If he's if, the, if Jack has ever come across demons, demons at church or in his, yeah. in his work as a, as a pastor. And that was one of the, that was one question I, I was going, I want to know the answer to that question. 
Wow. Uh, but they talk over. The other thing is at the very beginning, he does push-ups uh, because they go, you, you work out? And he goes, no. Oh. And he, go, he goes, I worked out long ago, but I haven't worked out in a very long time. And they go, well, do you think you could do more push-ups than me? And then the guy gets down. One of the guys, the ball-headed guy. How old are they? They're like in their 20s or late 20s, early 30s. Something what? like that in the thirties, yeah. And uh, Jack out pushed up, pushed up them. How do you say that? He did twenty-year-olds. Yeah, I think they're probably closer to in their thirties, mid-thirties, maybe. Yeah, the guy quit. I it, it's hard to I can't tell because maybe he quit because he was going well. Jack just he kept going like, and he's doing good push-ups. Jack did. Wow. He did really good push-ups. And then they asked him uh, um, if his hair was real. A question, a, question. a question I've always wondered, right? Because it's, it doesn't look real. <laughs> it doesn't look real. Like I totally get that question. <laughs> and Jack said it's real. I totally get that yeah. question. But I just know. Well I know finally, know it's real. somebody asked if it's good. He um, but it was, a, it was a good interview. It's just a little bit frustrating. I don't know if Lisa has the same feeling uh, or not, but there was just like, they kept talking over each other. Uh, it's one of those things, but, yeah. but it's fun. Um, and they're, they asked pretty good questions, but there was a couple of them that he never, he never answered. So I, I, you, you should watch it, but you, you may just stop it because you go, okay, I can't take it anymore. Right? They, they keep talking. I get annoyed when <clears throat> seeing news interviews that do that. Yeah. And there's two of them. So there's twice the opportunity to talk over. Right. Uh, over their guests. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa says she watched it. Yeah. She just watched it. Lisa just watched it too. Yep. I posted it on my, on my Facebook. I thought it was really good. Um, what else is going on, Schnooks? I think that's it. Really? Well, I'm still researching the predestination versus chosen um, topic. I'm going down deep and down a rabbit hole. That was your message think, on Sunday. Yes. And I think I'm coming to the conclusion it's a little bit of both. Um, it's a little bit of uh, God's sovereign will combined with knowledge of who is in Christ, his foreknowledge of that. But one of the topics that I enjoyed in the discussion of predestination is uh, the idea that God chooses people and, and how he, how interestingly he has done through that through time. Mm. So uh, the original story, Abraham has a son, right? Isaac, but then he first had Ishmael. Why does God choose Isaac to be the son of the promise and not Ishmael? Ishmael's of the Hagar as opposed to Sarah. And he, and he specifically asked Abraham, said, is it going to not be Ishmael? And he's like, no, it's going to be Isaac. I told you Sarah. But then afterwards, okay, then so you're like, okay, well, she's the legitimate wife. That explains it. But then when it goes to Jacob and Esau, he still chooses the second born. Jacob, mm. I love, but Esau, I hated. And he explained, as one pastor was explaining, he doesn't mean hate. He just means that he chose the other one more so. He didn't, like, literally hate him. But um, How does he know? This pastor. Going through the long explanation of the word, like the, uh, the original word in Hebrew. Uh and it's always way, important, isn't it? It's <laughs> I never realized how important that is. Of course, because it's the original language. I mean, we're reading translations, you yeah. know, and English is a very limited language compared to the other languages. So it goes back and literally goes through like 10 other uses of that same word. 
mm. uh, the Hebrew word for love and the Hebrew word for hate. And he's like, it, it, the, it, the translation of hate is actually not accurate. It should be um, did not choose, not chosen, as opposed um. to hated. Anyways, but, the, but when you sit and just ponder that throughout humanity, God in his infinite wisdom and in his grand design has chosen people. Mm-hmm. for different things and they're they're often broken people fallible people they still mess up like all of us yep. like all through time he's like i'm gonna anoint you with this great um mental this ministry and all this stuff and then you look at some people and you're like oh my god you just you what did you do you you had an affair with the secretary, you know, like it's just astonishing because the people today are making the same mistakes people did back then, you know, throughout humanity where just God just continues to choose and to choose and to bless and to anoint. And um, we demonstrate repeatedly how unworthy of it we are. I was listening to this interview with uh, Charlie Kirk and Tucker Carlson and um, Tucker Carlson just said, kind of what we've been saying where you just have to be okay with not ever knowing yes that there's these things that we just will not know like everything can't be explained right. and everything doesn't have to be explained right uh he's he's very uh faith faithful uh both both charlie kirk and tucker carlson i don't know if that's new with tucker carlson do you think mm-hmm. has he always been he's episcopalian but yeah. he's always been faithful yeah but yeah, he was just like, I don't know why people just can't get that through their heads. Like we're just, there's things we're not going to ever know. Yes. We can talk about them, have discussions, but also feel comfortable that, you know, these are things that aren't going to be answered uh, on this lifetime. Uh, so Cindy's so, asking, how do I do my research? Well, that's a good question. Any good tips? You know, it's funny because I actually, I do a lot of it. So in, I do print and media. And so it's all in the search query, I find, that the results you get are based on how good your search query is. I still actually try to teach this to my teenager, but that's what I did for a living. So that's how I know. (laughs) I'm pretty good at coming up with search queries. But also what's really important is that when you do come up, like, you know, when you want to watch videos, make sure they're reputable scholars because there's a lot of weirdos out there. Mm -hmm. Um. And so you end up watching some silly person that doesn't know what they're talking about. So I, what I do is if, if I, if I do come up on a video and if I do not know the person, I'll go to their website, look at the person, see who else they're associated with. Do they have any other like damaging things that have been said about them um, and stuff like that actually. And I, and I have some sources that I go to repeatedly that are reliable, like um, the Bible gateway um, and a couple of commentaries that I use. I have logo software um, and a couple of the Matthew Henry commentary, um, Worsby's commentary. How often do you go to Logos? Um, quite often. It's on my phone. Mm. It's a paid version. It is a paid version, uh-huh. but the f- free version is amazing. Is it really? Yeah. Is there a, a chat GPT for looking up biblical references yet in AI? No, but what Owen says, they developed one for conservatives. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think it's, it could be very similar to AI. Mm. Logos? Logos. Because they have sermon prep material, like how to prepare a sermon. You can make a slide deck on there. 
They'll help you develop um, a outline of concepts based on a subject. Mm. So it's pretty close. Nice. And funny enough, Lisa, just, that's so funny that you say I can't wait for this article because I actually did not intend to put it into an article. <laughs> but now you gave me an idea of maybe putting it into an article. It has been a struggle to find this. This week's this, this topic. Week's, yeah. yeah. So if you have any ideas for topics, I don't know if I feel safe enough to bring up the predestination concept because it's so it's such a morass of information. Um, but if you do come up with any other ideas you suggest for an article, let me know. Yes, I think that would be a good article. It, it turned out to be a great discussion for our Sunday home church. Yeah, it it, it was really, it really caused a lot of people to, to speak people up. Very emotional. Yeah, maybe that's what my article could be about. Oh, you'll get lots of comments. On right, that one. if you ever want to have interesting <laughs> cocktail conversation, just bring up predestination with your guests <laughs> because people feel passionately about mm. it, one way or another. Yep. Yep. Cindy says she has the Logos and uh, Bible Gateway. Yeah. Yeah. The free version of Logos works pretty well, doesn't it? Yeah. There's tons of stuff on there. What is it you get from the paid version? At this point, I don't know the difference because my version has been updated to the paid version. Oh. Um, so I can't, I can't remember anymore what the, what the difference was. I mean, they, it's it's anything from like three thousand Bible resources, like books and references, yep. to ten thousand. Like, what does it matter at that point? But there was some functionality that I wanted that the free one didn't have, and I cannot remember. What it was. Maybe Cindy knows. Was it maybe the PowerPoint ability, the presentation ability? I literally cannot remember. Usually, has something to do with that. That it will give, it will create stuff for you and make your life easier. Yeah. Not necessarily the research part of it, but the the creation of something you might need for a sermon or a talk and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Maybe Cindy remembers off the see does you see the bus? Yep, now I do. Okay. Yeah. I think those not you brought them in when you came through the garage door. Yeah. They followed you in. Uh-huh. <laughs> My fault. But in your Belinda, those are known as the st- the city bird, those gnats. <laughs> and it's widely known. <laughs> I think I remember that from last year. Uh, we were actually driving, uh, Rhett and I were driving somewhere yesterday. And they, what is that? Like, what was that? It was like smoke coming from a tree. Was that tree on fire? And he goes, and we both look and go, no, those are bugs. Like there were so oh. many gnats flying around this tree. It looked like the tree was Jeez. was smoking. That's gross. <laughs> and it's just starting to get hot so yeah got a lot more to come nice well, lisa says that she was impressed with pastor jack and the uh how they uh, rattled him the, yeah it, it, it's just an interesting they just they just talk i mean they talk over well you know what it is, is and then i mean they asked his hair is real and they said can you how many push-ups can you do the reverence <laughs> that we're used to people having for him and, you know? I, and I think uh, Jack found it interesting and fun because it wasn't like that because yeah. I listened to that interview. And then back to back, I listened to um, a Kurt Cameron interview where he has a much more, oh, sure. uh, you know, uh, reverent, reverent uh, style of interviewing him. Yeah. Um, and clearly it was just a huge difference. Like I go, oh, wow, what a that was hard. <laughs> it was hard for my brain to switch. <laughs> 
because <laughs> I was getting so frustrated. Like, let him answer that. Why'd you talk? Why? Oh. Like, it looks like they're going to just let him talk. And then one guy just throws in something like random. Like, no, why'd you throw them off? Why'd do you they do that off? with all their interviewees? That's the first one I've seen of oh, uh, the Babylon Bee. But uh, it was, but either way, it was fun. It was fun just to see Jack in a different, different uh, environment. Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, you got your article um, subject now. Lisa uh, came up with it for you, oh, so now you got to do it because it. she wants to see it. I have to. I have to put. I may have to do that. Really? Yeah. Uh, you're going to be unapproachable for a few days because that's one of those subjects that I think is going to yeah. take you away from me. Oh. That happened. What? Which one was that? Where you just were so? I need to get this right. Oh. And I'm not a big fan. Thanks a, thanks a lot, Lisa. <laughs> it is stressful, isn't it? To uh, I remember having to teach in front of a bunch of dog trainers, yes. and uh, and that those that's always so difficult. Like I can talk in front of in front of eight hundred attorneys, I'd have no problem because none of them have any clue. They they just believe what I'm telling them is true. Yeah, and they they would know any different. Yeah, no, you're right. It's but just speaking to a bunch of dog trainers, colleagues are hard. yeah, and. Uh, it's tough and you work a little bit harder on those presentations. Yeah. <laughs> and so here you are writing for the Christian post on a subject that not everybody has the same. Well, I really struggle with stepping outside of my expertise. So mm. I'm not a theologian and tackling a very difficult theological subject to me seems outside of my wheelhouse. Is there a way of it? Of... Making it more common sense. That's what I get. Yeah. Is that, um, or showing both sides of the well argument. i definitely have to show both sides because i have no concrete opinion one way or other but basically saying that this is just something i do as a new christian too mm -hmm. i'm trying to learn as much as i can and i don't have i didn't go through formal training and so i get curious about certain topics and this was one of them right all right well good luck uh -oh. i'll see you in a week <laughs> i have to turn it in by tuesday so <laughs> Uh, all right okay. we have a big weekend we have a lot of kids stuff this weekend so and i'm not oh when you squeeze me I, i'm gonna stay on another 15 minutes no. when you squeeze my knee <laughs> okay <laughs> you're gonna make me laugh uh, all right pray for us we have a lot of kids stuff this weekend uh and you're visiting your mom yes that's gonna be good so you always need prayers to go visit your mom <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's her birthday today. Mom's birthday today. Yeah, happy birthday, mom. Happy was she, birthday. Was she 50? 60? Yeah. <laughs> All right, my friends. We love you guys. God bless. Make sure if you're watching the replay to also comment. Don't let it stop you from commenting because we get to see your comments. So let us know how you feel about the devotional today and any of the other stuff we talked about. All right, my friends. We love you. God bless.